Welcome back to Faith FM, the breakfast show here with Blake and Lawson. We have another question that's coming really fast. But before we do that, I need to ask another question. What? What's up? I need a confirmation <laughs> on Gosleme, Goslim, Goslima. I don't know. I know. I need to eat more of these. They're super delicious. I just had one that I saved from last night, mm-hmm. and it was super good. It was even better for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But I don't know mm. how to pronounce it. So if you know the name of the Turkish thing, that's it's, it's got cheese in it's it. Got it's cheese, kind it's of got flat. Some spinach. It's flat. You got to put the lemon on the top. If you uh-huh. don't put the lemon on the top, what are you even doing with your life? Um, <laughs> like literally, I need to know the name of this thing. I'm, I'm serious. If you don't have lemon, like throw it out. Throw it out. Just <laughs> yeah, chuck it. Like, yeah. It makes all the difference. Stop eating. Yeah. Uh, I really need to know. So if you know how to pronounce this phonetically. Please text us. This is an emergency. 0491-064-669. It's an emergency. I need to know. So when I go buy another one, I pronounce it correctly. That's right. Okay. And you can, you can speak to the people in Turkish as well. Wow. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be, that'd be really That's cool. That's a really hard language. I tried to learn it. Yeah. And then I, I stopped trying because I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everyone who speaks Turkish. You, you should speak to them in Greek. That Well, that's easier. Yeah, but then and then they'll get offended. <laughs> I don't want to do that. All right, I uh, let's do fill, fill in the blank. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither blank blank. First John 3, 6. If you know the answer to that one, 0491 is the number to call or text. You will go into the draw to win our amazing Bibleopoly board game. We'll give it to you for free. But again, that question was... Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have hath not seen him. Neither blank blank. First John chapter three and verse six. I want to like shout out to anyone who can do that. Like no look, you know, like in basketball, no look pass. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Boom. I want to shout well, out for anyone who can do a no look answer of that one. That's kind of the, the way we're going, you know, yeah. like that's, that's what we're doing is we're trying to challenge your minds. And if you, again, if you're a regular church attendant, we encourage you to try and get this, you know, sharpen in the, the sword. brain. And I feel like if you try to work out what it is and then you type in an answer and then you're incorrect, you'll actually then know it. It'll, 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 it'll settle in your soul. Here's this. If you text in 0491 if you text in the answer and you didn't look it up, put no look. Underneath the quotation as well, too. <laughs> but uh, no look, uh, subtle flex. star LeBron James style star, you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's All how right. it goes. Let's get into our encounter with God. Uh-huh. Uh, we are studying some really, really cool stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going through the 20 million, the 20 million movement, 20 million movement Bible study that mm. happened all around the world. There could have even been more. It can be more than 20. Uh, I'm yeah. saying 25. Yeah. Let's just go with it. Let's, 25. I just bumped up maybe, 5 million. I'm going to say 25.5. Whoa. Just to jump the bid, you know. <laughs> getting a little higher there. <laughs> getting done. Um, we are going to go today to a story that is one of my faves. Uh, the reference to this story is from Hebrews 11, though. We read that by faith, women receive back their dead by resurrection, right? This is Hebrews 11.35. But the first story in reference to that is 1 Kings chapter 17, Ooh. 8 to 24. Okay, so chapter 17, starting in verse 8, and we're going to go through this to verse 24. 
I might uh, give this a start, and then I'll I'll kick it over to you, and you can read a few verses as well, too, Lawson. Is that okay? Yeah. So I'm going to start in verse 8, uh, and then we'll keep going. Lord, just bless us as we study your scriptures and as we try to gain a deeper understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. This is talking about Elijah. Mm -hmm. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin a little oil in a jar, and see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Oof. I just want to pause there. Mm. Wow. Mm. We, we were talking about grief earlier today mm. with Jennifer Skews, and I just want to just say that's a level of grief that I pray no one has to deal with. Yeah, well. You know, you're out gathering sticks uh-huh. to make your last mor- morsel of bread. Uh-huh. We don't even have a lot of bakers these days. Mm. And you know that this is your last meal and you're going to die. And then this guy comes and asks for some water, asks for a morsel of bread. Yeah, whenever it's this little cup, when I read these verses, I think of little cup and I think of like a plastic Sippy cup, the little throwaway communion cups. That are yeah, the, no, no, no. I think of like a pink plastic like cup that you would give a kid to drink apple juice out of. Um, but no, this is just like I don't know, some kind of small cup bowl thing right. full of water. We're talking, we're talking three hundred mil or less, kind of, kind of type deal. You know, Sounds like four ounces to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know, bring me, bring me some water. Uh, but we know, like, preceding this, the entirety of Israel and the surrounding Crazy. lands are in, <laughs> firstly, absolute idolatry. Uh, but secondarily, yeah. they are suffering through famine. Yeah, that- and, and drought and famine. So it's one thing to be in a drought yeah. without any rain, and, and it can be uncomfortable. But when you're in a drought... And a famine. Yeah. You're uncomfortable because of the the climate and the conditions, but you also don't have any food. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, that's like the primary reason why drought is so difficult. And here in Australia, that was the reason. And, and in this situation is because when drought happens, particularly in a place like this where it's there, we're talking about the ancient world. They don't have the ability to source grain from anywhere else. Well, you know, they do in small part, but not like, you know, importing that we have today. If we have, if it never rained again here in Australia, well, it would tank our economy and it would ruin the ability to grow food here, but we could still source food from the outside. Whereas in this situation in the ancient world, if drought happens, you die. You're gone. Yeah. And and that's that's the reality of this lady, this widow, and her. She's already a part of an incredibly vulnerable group in society. She's not only a widow, but she's a widow that needs to support a child, and also not within a community of support because yeah. she's a woman of Zarephath. So that's she, right. So there's like this another element to the whole thing 
But she's not even part of the Israelite. Yeah, community. that's right. If she was right. an Israelite, you know, she would be looked after by the Levites, the social workers of the nation and hooked up. But here she's just a dying poor widow. And it's, it's quite commendable that she's has a house and food and is raising her kid by herself at this point. That's already commendable, but you throw drought into that. You famine. throw famine yeah. into that situation. Like she's gone. It's, it's well, and, and that's what she says too. She says, you know, at the very end, I'm just gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare for myself and my son that we may eat it and then die. Right. And we pick up the story here in verse 13. Uh, Lawson, can you read that for us from 13? In verse 13, I'm not going to put any fancy accents on. I'm just going to read what the Bible says. It says, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's less to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord of Israel, the Lord God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and crops to go, to grow again. Wow. So, Kind of a bold move by Elijah. Mm. Like, oh, you're uh, you're gonna die. Well, uh, make me some bread first. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's pretty. My God said it's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what is happening yeah. here. Make me some bread. My God said you'd be fine. Yeah. And I, how would you feel about that? Because that's not her God. Right? That's we gotta be clear. That's not her God. And that's what she says in verse twelve. I swear by the Lord your God. Mm. By the Lord your God. So so the God in which you worship, I swear by him right. that I'm telling the truth. That this is the true story. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting to me that we come to these times where we need God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. And in those moments that we need God, uh. Uh, sometimes it takes an incredible amount of faith for us to acknowledge our situation and humble ourselves mm. to go, all right, this is what I'm facing in my life. This is what is happening and I'm going to surrender and submit, and I'm going to follow and listen to you, even though it makes no logical sense. It didn't make any logical sense. We got to be clear. Like, hey, feed me first, mm-hmm. and then I promise that you'll be eating. Like, that sounds like a like a snake oil salesman to me. Yeah, you know, pay me first, then you'll get everything you need. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like for real. Yeah. And and we see this often happening in the Bible. Uh, we were having a look actually last Friday in my small group Bible study. We we're talking about a story where where Jesus uses mud to heal the blind man's eyes, yes. and it's like putting mud and spit into some blind person's eyes will not. This isn't this isn't good medical practice. It no. will not enable them to see again. If anything, you do more damage. Um, but God would certainly work a miracle through these circumstances here. And this terrible drought and famine is going on, but the command, you know, th- but from God through Elijah comes to this lady in which she is convicted about, like, hey, make me food first, in spite of your dire situation. And words are important, but actions speak even louder than words. And mm. we see this in verse 15 as we pick up the story, what she does. Yeah. So. She went away and did according to the word of Elijah. Mm. And she and he and her household ate 
for many days. Mm -hmm. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Mm -hmm. Now it happened Uh after these things that the son of the woman, this is where we get to the part of the story where we're talking about the resurrection. So we've set the scene. Mm -hmm. The, The son of the woman who owned the house became sick and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. All right. So she said to Elijah, what have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? Wow. And he said to her, give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him up to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. And then he cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came back to him and he revived. Mm. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, your son lives. Mm-hmm. And then the woman said to Elijah, now by this, I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. Ooh, crazy. Got some uh, tinglys up the spine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I love that story. Uh, and that's this is what we're talking about. Resurrections in the OT, right? I just love the fact that this lady's worst nightmares came true. Mm. Like, well, that's terrible. Like... She goes out of her way to feed Elijah, and then her son, like, immediately dies. It's awful. And what's interesting, too, is she she says in the very beginning, the first interaction, hey, we're going to go eat the bread, and then we're going to go and die. And Elijah says, no, you're not. You're mm-hmm. not going to go and die. You're going to feed me first, right? And mm-hmm. then you and your son are going to live. And then when her son dies, I think this is what gives merit and credit to Elijah's prayer mm. because he's saying, Lord, hey, you yeah. and I have a deal here, right? You you promised that this woman's son wouldn't die, right? Mm. Like this mm. is this is to bring you glory. This mm. is to bring honor to your name in mm. the country uh, and throughout the whole land. And mm. so I think it is important that it's not just a random situation. It's a prophet of the Lord in the land who has said, you shall surely not die. Mm. So, and then this kind of just speaks resurrection uh, language the whole time. Like, Mm. though you shall die, you shall live again. Mm -hmm. You know, and my, when my skin is destroyed and my flesh is decomposed, Mm -hmm. I shall see the Mm -hmm. Lord again. Right. So even though, so resurrection faith is yes, you might die. Mm-hmm. But you will live again. And yeah. I think that's really important to like decipher and to understand mm-hmm. and look into that part of the story. And it's amazing too, like in verse 24, obviously she's seen an incredible miracle. And I feel like when you, when you see an incredible miracle, like what's just happened, you could potentially be upset about like, why did you make me go through that? But straight away, she recognizes the power of God. And she says, you know, now I know for sure that you're a man of God. This was used as a tool to get her on side uh, and to win her. This this amazing miracle. Mm. Mm. Uh, I do want to be, I want to clarify here. We do have in verse 17, it says, Mm -hmm. his sickness was so serious 
that there was no breath left in him. But when you look into uh, the a little, little little side note there on seven seventeen, when there's no breath left in him, that means he died. Like the son actually did die. Yeah, yeah. In, in my in my verse, it just says he grew worse and worse, and he finally died. Okay, yeah. So so he dies, and then he gets resurrected later on as well, too. Yeah, Correct. very good point. Um, I want to transition because we got another story. Mm. Okay, uh, similar situation. Another woman, not from Zarephath, but mm-hmm. a Shunammite woman, right? Mm-hmm. And this is in Second Kings chapter. Or Shunammite, my favorite ethnic group that I've <laughs> I've never met. I, I wonder if there are still Shunammites, actually. Mm. That's an inter- interesting thought. If you're a Shunammite and you're listening, text us at <laughs> 0491-064669 and let us know where you live. That would be mm-hmm. very interesting, i got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the story starts, I believe, in Second mm-hmm. Kings chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 18. Mm. Can you read a few verses there for us? So in verse 18, it says, One day when her child was older, he went out to help his father, who was working with the harvesters. Okay, just pause. So just to be clear, this is this woman is a very prominent woman, mm-hmm. right? She is wealthy, married to uh, a wealthy farmer as well, too. They have this house. And when Elisha, he goes back and forth from town to his mountain cottage i believe mm. i don't know if he had a cottage or not up there but you know from his place where he stayed to the city this was like a stopping point that mm-hmm. he would stop at this woman's house uh and so you know context of the story is she was barren she mm. had everything in the world but she didn't have what she wanted most which was a beautiful child mm. and then she decides to build an upper room which is very similar to the elijah story because he's up in the upper room as well too mm-hmm. with the woman of zarephath interesting but she decides to build an upper room for Elisha, so the contemporary, but also the the, the legacy of Elijah, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, uh, the next prophet in line. And up in this upper room, it, it's built for him to have a place to rest his head and to stay. Mm. And basically, he Elisha's like, wow, this is a great kindness. Why have you done this? And then the, the woman goes, oh, you know, we just... No reason. We just wanted to do this. And like he's like, well, I have to give you something. And she's like, oh, no, we have everything we need. We don't need anything. He's like, well, you're going to have a kid. you know. And then he prophesies, wow. by this time next year, you're going to have a child. And then later on, we catch up to the story where we are now. The child has been born. The child has grown. And now he is working in the field with his father, the reaper. So this is mm. the prayed for child who is now with us. All right, continuing on in verse 19, it says, Suddenly he cried out, My head hurts, my head hurts. His father said to one of the servants, Carry him home to his mother. So the servant took him home, and his mother held him on her lap. But around noontime, he died. She carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and then shut the door and left him there. She sent a message to her husband, one of the servants and a donkey, Send one of the servants and a donkey so that I can hurry the man of God and come right back. Why go today, he asked. It is neither a new moon festival nor a Sabbath. But she said, it will be all right. So she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, hurry, don't slow down unless I tell you. As she approached the man of God at Mount Carmel, Elisha saw her in the distance. He said to Gehazi, look. The woman of Shunem 
is coming. Run out to meet her and ask her, is everything all right with you, your husband, and your child? And she answered, it is well. Uh, Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Mm. And then we come to this point here in verse 28. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, and we are in the middle of our time with God, our encounter with God, uh, Bible study. And mm. we're going to pick up the story right away, but are we going to do our quiz question our first? final quiz question. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. What comes after gentleness in the fruit of the Spirit list? Ooh. Okay, so, you know, there's... You know, all the, all the fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> don't like, give it away. Don't don't give give it away. <laughs> what comes after gentleness in the fruits of the Spirit list? 0491-064-669. That's a good one. Mm. Be sure to put in the no look if you can get that <laughs> off of. No look. Okay. No look, a star, LeBron James star. Hashtag yeah. no look. We're going to pick up the story here in the woman with the woman of Zarephath here. We have mm-hmm. another son who's passed away. Uh-huh. Uh, not the woman of Zarephath. Now we're, we're at the, the Shunammite woman. Shunammite. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, uh, Lawson, can you pick, us, pick up the story where we left off in verse 28? In verse 28, it says, Then she said, Did I ask you for a son, my lord? And didn't I say, don't deceive me just and pa- get my hopes up? Yeah, just pause right there. That is in reference to, um, she. she's not saying to Elisha, like, hey, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for a son. She's actually saying, you're the one that told me yeah. that you would give me a son. You're the one that told me that God would allow me to have a child, right? Mm. So she's kind of like, it's kind of a reverse, not even a reverse question, but it's like a, almost a rhetorical question. Yeah. Like, hey, remember, this is on you. Like, yeah. You told me I'd have a son, he'd be my heir, and now, and now he's, he's gone. Right, yeah. that's right. Okay, keep going in verse 29. It continues, it says, Elisha said to Gehazi, get ready to travel, take my staff and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Go quickly and lay my staff on the child's face. Wow. Okay, so sending a forerunner. Yep. Okay. Just chuck it on there. But <laughs> the boy's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives... You your, and you yourself live, I won't go home unless you go with me. So Elisha returned with her. Wow. Uh, I think that's really interesting. When we talk about... So let's just think about this for a minute here. Mm. Elisha is the representative of God on earth mm. at the time, right? Mm. And this woman brings her request to the prophet. Mm. And she says, I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm until you hear my request mm-hmm. and you follow me. Mm-hmm. And I think if we prayed with that urgency in our own lives, mm. our spiritual walk with God would be so different. Mm. Like, Lord, I'm coming before you. You you have promised this thing. Because remember, Elisha had promised this to the Shunammite woman, right? God has promises in the word, in the scriptures. Mm. And when we hear those promises, we can claim those promises, right? The ABCs of prayer. So ask you know what you're what you're searching for. Ask, uh, believe 
in the prayer that you're asking and then claim it through the promises in the word of God. These are the mm. ABCs of prayer. So when we spend time asking, believing, and claiming, this is what she's doing. She's saying, hey, you said this. I'm holding you to this. I believe that what you said is true, and I'm claiming the promise that, mm. you, that you are going to fulfill this as well too. So let's keep reading here in verse 30, I believe. And then, uh, no, uh, 31. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore, he went back to meet him and told him, saying, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. Mm. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child. Probably similar to CPR in reality. Mm. And the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched himself out on the child. Then the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite woman. Mm. <laughs> Elijah, bold move there. Call this Shunammite woman. Uh, call, so my, my Bible just says, call the, the child's mother. Okay, a little bit different there. Mm-hmm. So he called her, and when she came into him, he said, pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. And then she picked up her son and went out. Mm. This is a resurrection story in the Old Testament before Christ is resurrected, mm-hmm. and we see some type anti-type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you guys talk about that enough on Faith FM because I love type anti-type. Mm. When oh, you definitely. when you read the Bible, and and you who are listening right now, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Think about this: when you're reading the Bible and you're going through the Old Testament, I want to challenge you every single time to think to yourself. How does this relate to Christ? Mm. Right? So Mm -hmm. every single story. So the same thing going on here as well, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to challenge us, you and I, Lawson, um, how do we, what can we take away from this that points to the resurrection of Christ and points to the life of Christ as well, Mm. too? So the type is what happens before. The anti-type is the fulfillment of that in Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're answering the question. Okay, okay. How does this... Well, I immediately, like, I think of the resurrection, and I'm trying to put people in place here. You know, I'm trying to say who's who. I reckon the son in this story is Jesus. Okay. The mother is humanity. Okay. And Elisha is God. Like the father. The father in heaven. And we have the situation in which the, the, the father, which, you know, being Elisha, not the father of this child, but Elisha initiates, you know, he says, you will have a child. He will be your heir. You will be blessed by him. Ooh, very similar to the Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the angel story. That's yeah. right. Uh, but very just similar to humanity being promised that they will be saved from sin. Yes. Uh, the mother receives the child. Uh, and again, this is a shadow type and anti-type. It's a shadow of things. It's not perfectly exactly. Not perfectly. I'm not. I'm not saying that Elisha's God. Or it's it's a shadow. Uh, but then we have the mother who receives the child, and the child grows up in its mists, but then dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the mother's like, "Well, I've got no future. I've got no heir." You know, because also children at this time represented basically the the super policy 
Oh, uh, we have super here in Australia. Super. For Looks she's like eventually a 401k plan. That's right. She's States. eventually going to become a widow. Yep. And sh- to have a fully grown son, an heir who to look after that. That's why it was so valuable. Obviously, they love their family and whatnot, but also to continue their lineage and to have someone to look after them. You know, if if she doesn't have a son and her husband dies, then she will become an old widow. Yeah. Who's struggling. Who has nothing as well. That's too. right. Uh, but she's like, oh, my son, like, he's going to look after me. But then the son dies and then there's pleading like, so there's no hope. There's no hope. There's no hope. Yeah. Uh, but then the son is revived by Elisha. Mm-hmm. And so we see here, you know, Jesus dying on the cross. Um, again, this is a shadow of Jesus. Jesus dies on the cross for the sins of the world to actually save the world. Um, but then gets revived um, by, the, you know, the Father in heaven. Oh, the Father. Uh, he gets revived and lives again to the benefit of all of us because through his death, he takes away our sin. And through his resurrection, uh, he shows us that we will also be resurrected. And I love how I love how the woman as well too. She comes in and she bows down. Mm. You know, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall mm. confess that Jesus is Lord. Right? She mm. bows down, acknowledging that she has been saved mm. because of the resurrection <clears throat> of her son. That's right. In the same way, uh, you know, we can bend the knee. We can mm-hmm. acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, and we can acknowledge that we have been saved because of the resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ as well, mm-hmm. too. So I'm excited to read these stories. I'm excited to grow closer to God mm-hmm. uh, during our Bible study time here on Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Two questions, Lawson. Hit us. Which of the following cities was a city of refuge? It was Sakoth. It was A in the multiple choice, if you got that correct. Good job in the parable. What did the man with one talent do with his talent? He hid it or he buried it. Mm. He he did not invest. What nationality was Elkanah? Elkanah was an Ephrathite. Ephrathite? That's right. Okay. Uh, fill in the blank. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. That's First John 3, 6. And finally, what comes after gentleness in the fruits of the Spirit? It's, you know what? I don't. Goodness. <sighs> that, that's why I was like saying, I'd be impressed if someone could do a no look. Like, I, I, I know where to well, find it, but I don't know. Well, there's that classic kids song, right? right? It's like, love, joy, peace, you know. That you know, you work your way through. But I, I don't have a lot of classic. There we go. Shell, that was good. Actually, self control. Yeah, that's uh, that's the version I know has that part on the end. I don't know a lot of kids' songs of Christianity because I wasn't. Really neither, a neither was so. I. Yeah, it's but. just from I know them from walking past the kids. Sabbath school room, you know. <laughs> but hey, 0491064669 is the number to call or text just to, you know, congratulate yourself if you want to send in about, you know, how good you are at the quiz. But right now it's time for... Question of the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question of the day. <laughs> I mean, Blake. Blake's doing the LeBron James dance. All right. Uh, are unicorns creatures that lived on the earth from Freco? Ay, 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 ay. Okay, well, I, I'm just going to I'm gonna go and say it. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. And I know people are going to be like, what? But 
Maybe not in the sense of like floating on a rainbow, kind of flying around like a Pegasus thing, mm-hmm. like dancing on mm-hmm. hooves of like roofs or something like that. I, I don't know. Like maybe not in that sense, but one horned creature in mm-hmm. the Old Testament and the Bible. Yeah, I do yeah. think that's real. The reason we're answering this question is not because we're, you know, ancient uh animal studiers uh but rather that it's mentioned in the bible yeah i think it's it's eight or nine times i Mm -hmm. know it's it's a significant amount of times it's mentioned in the bible um there are here's a couple of couple of solutions here um you got to think of like we talked about this i think on monday like the dodo is an extinct bird right so that doesn't mean that the dodo didn't exist Ever, it just means it doesn't exist now. There are mm. 18th century reports from Southern Africa that um, describe rock drawings and eyewitness accounts of fierce, single-horned, equian-like animals. So one such report says a single horn directly in front, about as long as one's arm, and at the base, about as thick. Uh, it had a mm. sharp point. It was not attached to the bone of the forehead but fixed only in the skin. So that's one mm. idea. Another one is the Elasmotherium, which is an, an extinct giant rhinoceros, which is kind of pretty cool mm. uh, sounding. Another one, another theory here is uh, Assyrian archaeology provides one other possible solution in the unicorn identity crisis. It says the biblical unicorn could have been an aurochs, which is interesting because Julius Caesar himself, in the book The Gaelic Wars... Uh, writes about the aurochs, and he mm. says, this is what Julius Caesar says about it, a little below the elephant in size and of uh, the appearance, color, and the shape of a bull. You know, their strength and speed are extraordinary. They spare neither man nor wild beast. Uh, and it, he goes on to basically say it can't be tamed, can't be made a pet. Mm. Uh, and it, throughout the Bible, uh, unicorns are described or are used to describe uh, with that horn a horn of power, right? Mm. And so I do think, uh, I don't know in what capacity and, and probably the unicorns that we are thinking of, like usually a white horse with a big old spirally uh, norwal thing growing mm-hmm. off the, the top there. But we have whales with, we have norwal whales, yeah. you know. So the possibility of a single horned equine-like creature I think is quite real. But the problem is, or not the problem, I think the we have to be careful to not mix the fantasy world mm-hmm with reality as mm-hmm. well too uh but there is evidence i would say there are unicorns uh they just might not be the way that you think they look i got a text here i really want to read from paula she just sent this in drugs legal or not mess with the frontal frontal lobe our mm. perception our reason judgment etc the part of the brain where god communicates with us drugs render a person separated from god Another way the devil keeps us separated from God. And then Mm. she also goes on to say, and this is really important as well too. Thank you for sharing, Paula. Cast your cares on God. Without Mm. faith, grief becomes trauma, right? So hence some people stay in that point of time where the events of grief replays itself over and over again. Mm. And this morning's Bible study reminds us, yes, you know, we may die, but we will live again. And faith Mm. sustains us. Separation is only temporary because of the resurrection. We can move through grief Knowing the grave has been conquered. Mm. Paula, thank you for sharing those thoughts on both the upcoming legislation changes in ACT, but also the importance of God in our grief journey. So, And that's what we want to do here at Faith FM is to help uh, people who are on their journey of faith 
so that they can come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Mm. So, talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.